Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this edition number 31 of the 1853 podcast of Mama's 2017-18 school year, we'll meet Chelsea Shupp. She will be the first graduate of Mama's Global Food Security Triad. Mama's Sports Information Director Dan Nolan will update us about what's happening with the spring sports at Monmouth as they wind down their seasons, and we'll hear from Anthony Adams. The communications studies senior recently placed third in the nation in impromptu speaking, quite an accomplishment. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. It's a bit hard to believe, but we've almost reached the end of the 2017-18 school year at Monmouth. Final examinations for spring classes run from May 4 through May 11. Then it's a weekend of celebrating the 161st commencement ceremony in the history of this grand old college. The commencement ceremony will begin at high noon on Sunday, May 13, on the Wallace Hall Plaza, weather permitting. Critically acclaimed author Min Jin Lee will give the commencement address, and we'll also hear from a couple great students who will speak. Deanna Ruby of Peoria, Illinois, she's the college's student laureate of the Lincoln Academy of Illinois. And Farida Muhammad of Conyers, Georgia, she's president of the senior class. Commencement weekend festivities actually begin on May 11. That kicks off with the Department of Music's commencement concert. It will feature the chorale and the wind ensemble. It will be held at 7.30 in the evening on Friday, May 11, in the Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. Saturday, May 12, will also be quite a day at the college. That kicks off at 2 o'clock in the afternoon with the baccalaureate service. That will also be held in the Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. It will feature a message delivered by the Reverend Shannon Johnson Kirshner. She's senior pastor of Fourth Presbyterian Church in Chicago, and she's a wonderful speaker. That will be followed by the Honor Walk on Wallace Hall Plaza and then the Senior Gala over in the Huff Athletic Center. We'll live stream both the baccalaureate service and commencement. Baccalaureate will be live streamed on the college's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash College. Commencement will be live streamed on the college's main Facebook page at facebook.com slash College. You can read more about commencement weekend activities and festivities on the Monmouth College website. And of course, that address is monmouthcollege.edu. Chelsea Shupp will make history at this year's Monmouth College commencement. That's because she will be the first graduate of Monmouth's innovative global food security triad. That's a minor that brings together the disciplines of anthropology, biology, and economics to help students better understand the issue of food security. Chelsea, who's from Schaumburg, Illinois, will receive a bachelor's degree in environmental studies and sustainability with a minor in global food security. But as Chelsea explains, she didn't start out studying environmental studies and sustainability or global food security. 
when I first came here, I was going to be a chemistry major, and I found that um, taking classes, obviously at a liberal arts college, they make you take a lot, so I found um, environmental studies and sustainability, and kind of it fit everything that I wanted. Then she discovered Mammoth's global food security triad. Um, with my minor in food security, um, I was able to bring all of the extra things that I liked about being in the liberal arts um, aspect, like anthropology and art and also science, but then also business and agriculture. Chelsea said she's especially enjoyed global food security's connection to anthropology. She discovered that discipline through classes she took from anthropology professor Megan Henriksen. The, the biggest thing I've liked about the triad is how I was able to bring my major um, environmental studies to anthropology with Megan um, Henriksen. I took a lot of classes with her in her field and um, I did not think or expect to enjoy them as much. And so it made me, um, it really sparked my interest and I wanted to. I ended up deciding to pursue the minor because of her classes. Because of her involvement with global food security, Chelsea had the opportunity to attend several conferences and symposia, including the World Food Summit. She also took advantage of several study abroad experiences. Recently, I was able to travel with Megan and a couple other students and faculty to the um, university university's Fighting World Hunger Summit in um, Iowa. And that um, was incredibly applicable to where I'm at. And it was um, really helpful in terms of deciding things that I want to do after I graduate. At this year's Scholars Day, Chelsea gave a fascinating presentation called Addressing Our Global Dilemma, an analysis of how social injustice impacts food security and environmental restoration. I did research on sustainable urbanism and kind of how... Um, social justice plays into the, our urbanizing world and how there are certain communities that are left out of the conversation that we should maybe consider um, including because they have a lot of knowledge that's going to help us um, sustain our society. Megan Hendrickson, the professor who oversaw Chelsea's research, says her student came up with some fascinating conclusions. So usually when we talk about food security, we talk about the three pillars of food security. There's availability, which mostly focuses on agriculture and production. There is access, which focuses on the economics of the situation and social inequality. And then there's utilization, which is mostly about nutrition. She says that we are remiss if we do not consider the environmental impact of all of this ideas about people and profits and plants. We have to consider the environment because the environment is even more basic than growing crops for food. So in her research, she's even sort of challenging the idea of food security that we have as a program that the UN has, and I think that is awesome. After she graduates from Monmouth on May 13, Chelsea's going to take some time to consider her next step. I have so many options ahead of me. I'm kind of overwhelmed, actually, um, especially just I've been so busy. It's hard to think about the future, um, but I'm considering joining the Peace Corps. I'm considering doing some um, ecological restoration work in my home community and like in the Chicago area, um, considering uh, going getting a master's in maybe agriculture, sustainable agriculture and um I don't know, just always pursuing 
um, activism, like giving a voice to people that don't have one. I always wanted, if there's a job that lets me do that, I'm always in the market for that for sure. And Megan Hendrickson says that's one way a graduate of a liberal arts college can view their future. You might not be ready to say, I'm going to do this job title next year, but she's ready for a lifetime of opportunities and whatever comes her way and whatever she decides that she, she wants to do and what problems that she wants to solve. And I think that is a bigger liberal arts picture of what we're really preparing people for. That's anthropology professor Megan Henriksen. You also heard from student Chelsea Shupp. She'll be the first graduate of Mama's Global Food Security Triad. She'll be one of more than 260 Noble Scots who will receive a Mammoth Diploma on May 13. As the academic year comes to a close, so does the 2017-18 season of Fighting Scots Athletics. But it won't close without a flurry of activity. Joining us to talk about what's inside of that flurry is Mammoth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan. He's the person behind MammothScots.com, your home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. As Dan says, it's going to be a very busy final weekend for Fighting Scots athletics, especially for baseball. Important weekend for baseball. Uh, we're going into the uh, the weekend with a double double header against Cornell, and we need at least a split to uh, clinch a Midwest Conference playoff spot. If we play our cards right, uh, we could even win the South Division. So it's a big weekend for us. Uh, baseball hosting Cornell Saturday uh, noon double header, and then on Sunday they'll play over at Cornell with another double header, and uh, hopefully we'll have it wrapped up by uh, the end of the day on Saturday. But we need at least two wins. It's been a, a great season for baseball. They're, they've really uh, uh, struggled with the weather just getting games in and had a backlog, and, and uh, they've really uh, done a great job of fighting through that. Uh, got the series sweep against Illinois College last week. That vaulted them from 7-5 and five in the conference to 11-5. and five. That was a huge step. Uh, but then, then you get back, and it gets a little complicated because we played the crossover tournament with the North teams. We were the only South team to play four games. All the others played three, so... Instead of just looking at that win-loss record, you have to look at the win percentage. So that's why we need at least two wins against Cornell. Uh, that will clinch our spot and knock Cornell out of the running. Unfortunately, the Fighting Scott softball team just missed the postseason this year. The playoffs, they battled till literally the final game of the season, and uh, we needed to win out, and we won three of the last four. Uh, the last game uh, lost to St. Norbert. We just basically ran out of gas. And, and again, it was a case of uh, the weather had a backlog of games for us. Uh, so we were playing uh, six games in the span of about four or five days, and uh, the women just uh, didn't have enough left in the tank. But still a good season. Men's and women's lacrosse at Monmouth also recently wrapped up their regular seasons. Women uh, really improved uh, uh, quite a bit from last year, doubled their win total, and uh, even though the, they didn't get as many wins as they would have liked, uh, you could see marked improvement in the team uh, this year. It was really a great, great year for Coach Demera. Uh, on the men's lacrosse team, uh, they uh, finished seventh in the conference, uh, three uh, win uh, in, in the conference, which really helped us out. Finished six and nine, doubled our win total from a year ago, and, and uh, things are really looking up for Coach Kleiber's uh, crew, and, and uh, he's got in place what uh, holes he needs to fill, and we're really looking forward to next year. Men's tennis, along with men's and women's golf, recently finished their regular seasons as well. 
the women uh, shot some of their best rounds of the year. Uh, so they're going into uh, the summer on a high note. And the men are getting ready for the conference tournament. And they did it with their very last round on Saturday in the, uh, the Fighting Scott Invitational. Shot the fourth best round in program history. All five men on the team shot in the 70s. And one of our individuals shot in the 70s also. And that's an important because for conference, we get to golf six. So we've got six guys that are coming off of a pretty hot round getting ready for this weekend. And for Monmouth Track and Field, it's down to two meets at home. Uh, track is, is in a great spot right now. Uh, we get to host our Fighting Scott invite on Saturday. And then next uh, weekend, Friday and Saturday, we host the conference tournament. So that's two straight weeks of sleeping in your own bed, eating your own meals. Uh, should give us a, a big lift uh, going into that conference meet. But uh, this weekend, we'll get some things solidified on who's running what event in the, uh, in the conference meet. That's Monmouth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan. Speaking of Monmouth College Athletics, be sure to check out Monmouth's YouTube channel. Again, that address is youtube.com slash College. You can watch this year's fourth annual Fighting Scots Awards. That was held on Wednesday night in Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. And as always, it was a first-class event. And don't forget, you can follow all Monmouth College Athletics on Twitter at MCFightingScots. And this is a good place in the podcast to remind you of the plethora of ways in which you can follow Monmouth College throughout the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash Monmouth College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at This Is Monmouth. And when you want to get ready for spring with some great songs, dial up Monmouth college on spotify monmouth college senior anthony adams wrapped up his college career in style the communication studies senior from chicago placed third in the nation in impromptu speaking at the national forensics association national championship tournament and that's a tournament that includes all u.s colleges and universities from all places and of all sizes Overall, the Monmouth Forensics team placed second in its class at the National Championship Tournament, which was held last month in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Anthony qualified for the national meet in six events, and he placed in the top 12 in persuasive speaking and then the top 24 in extemporaneous speaking to rank 23rd overall among the nearly 500 competitors at the national meet. Students who compete in impromptu are given a word or phrase. Then they have a few minutes to compose and give a speech that's about five to seven minutes long. When Anthony got to the final round, which featured the six best collegiate impromptu speakers in the country, he was presented with an opportunity to make a statement. I flip over the, the quotation and it's just the word fail. And I've never really experienced a form of clarity and impromptu than I did in that moment. I'm not doing anything. I'm not writing anything for a solid three or four seconds. And that's not because I'm thinking of what my um, thesis will be. It's me trying to decide if I'm really doing this. Um, and eventually I'm like, sure, yeah, let's do it. So then my thesis was speech has failed on a comprehensive level to be inclusive. Anthony says he was compelled to speak how college speech fails to be inclusive because of his four years of experiencing the circuit. It just sort of occurred to me that this wasn't a speech about winning. 
it was a speech about voicing the anger that I felt from so many other competitors. That was part of the reason why I felt like that speech was necessary. Because if you're in the system and you're judging speech or you're coaching speech, then you think it's doing some good. But you never see all the posts of all the students that leave after their four years and they're like, I wasted four years of my life. And these aren't people who are better about not doing well. These are national champions, people who have done really well in speech, leaving and saying that they are significantly worse off having left this activity than they were when they found it. That's sad, but also entirely unsurprising. So that impromptu for me was sort of uh, was sort of my last gift to all the people that speech hurt. One of the things that I think that I can be proud of after these four years is that my last speech was an attempt at tackling that toxicity head on. After Anthony graduates from Monmouth, speech will still be a part of his life. Yes, I'm going to Minnesota State University in Mankato to, um, to help coach their speech team. I'm doing their forensics master fine arts program. So in three years, I'll have my MFA in forensics, and after that, it's off to find a program. That's Anthony Adams. He's a communication studies senior from Chicago who will graduate on May 13 as the number three impromptu college speaker in the nation. You can read more about Anthony's forensic exploits as well as the success of the Monmouth Forensics team in the news section of the Monmouth College website, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu news. Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll hear about a new Peace Corps program starting up here at Monmouth College. We'll meet Maggie Bruckner. She's next year's student body president, and we'll check in as we do every week with the friendly folks over at the Huff Athletic Center to see what's happening in Monmouth College athletics. That's going to be a 30 for this year's 31st edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.